0: With Mike and Joe, Mike's in Oakland, Joe's in L.A. They're boring and they're gay. Joe It's really sad. He lives with his mom and dad, fighting with Betty, talking to twigs. He'll never move away. And if you cross Mike Lawson's house, just be. Prepared. Your puny skulls vertebrae. Catching up with Mike and Joe Now it's time
1: to start the show Hey Joey Hello Mike Lawson And hello to anyone listening My name's Mike, that's Joe I live in the San Francisco Bay Area Joe lives in LA We've been friends for over 15 years And every single week we call one another And we catch up
2: Yes we do Mike Lawson, yes
1: we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss
2: a week. Can I please tell you I heard my own lisp right now when I said, yes, we do. <laughs> I, you know what's so funny is I don't think my lisp is very consistent. Sometimes I hear it and sometimes I don't. Sometimes – sometimes I, I, it must have to do with how much water I drank or something because sometimes I don't have it at all. And then sometimes I sound
1: like Sylvester the cat. You know what I think it is actually is like – um. Maybe has to do with like how much you're relaxing or something because I feel like it requires muscles for you to use to not lisp. But every once in a while, like the muscles are just kind of tired and they relax a little and that's when the the lisp emerges.
2: I'll be honest with you. I hear it and I'm just lucky. I'm not saying that this is a skill of mine. I'm just blessed, right? In that – well, <laughs> for my – Do
1: you get for, lispier when you're drunk?
2: I don't know. But what mm. I, I was going to say is where I'm a little blessed is I actually think my lisp is kind of cute.
1: I'm not going to lie, when I hear them, I'm like, oh, it's kind of cute. I don't even, like, recognize such a thing. Whether they're cute or not? Well, I, the, I, like, I didn't even hear the lisp. And if I did, I would kind of feel like I would just be like, mm, it's a lisp. You know, it's what, like one of those things that, like, a flaw in your own sort of, like, character yeah. or your speech or your physical appearance. Like, you notice so much more than anyone yeah. else.
2: It kind of, you know, I have a line in the middle of my forehead. You know, like a like yeah. just like a, a crease, yeah, that axe mark, yeah, the, the axe mark. Thank you, the hatchet mark that's in the middle of my head. And in my head, it is like the most. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe I don't know, but because uh, Sweet Michael is a liar, so um, I don't the, remember you having this. Okay, exa- okay, thank you. So Sweet Michael says he doesn't notice it, right? It, to me, it's the most prominent thing on my face, right? And then what I've taken comfort in is there are famous people who also have it just as bad as I do. Like, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of this actor, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Yeah. He has one just like mine. And so I was like,
1: well, I guess no one ever calls that, calls Leonardo DiCaprio. We, out and anymore. I have no idea what you're talking about in Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, either. I
2: can send that to you on a message. I, I send It to just Michael. like doesn't.
1: I. I mean, maybe I've even seen it, but like, I don't know. To me, that's not a flaw.
2: Yeah, Ethan Hawke I mean, has I mean, one, too. I saw it the other day. Uh, who? Ethan Hawke, the actor.
1: Mm-hmm. He has... Good so what l- you're telling everyone is you look like Leonardo no, DiCaprio. No, Ethan no, Hawk. I'm just gonna
2: have the same flaws that they do. <laughs> I wish I looked like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Even though uh, a friend of the show, Carlo, was telling me he thinks Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is ugly. I... I don't think he's ugly. Oh, you know what? I, Carlo would never say ugly. Carlo would never I think say ugly. He's Leonardo DiCaprio do it can for be him. ugly. He can be ugly. He like would, this, when he does this beard thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to see it right now. No, he was like, I, I, Carlo's going to get mad. He wouldn't say ugly. Carlo, Leonardo DiCaprio
1: just doesn't do it for him. Oh, see, the, this Leonardo DiCaprio crease, not even a thing to me.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the same thing as mine. And I think I think it's the most prominent feature on my face.
1: Like, when I, if I saw, I mean, like, he's kind of squinting a little because he's looking in the sun. I feel like if he stops looking in the sun, it's gone.
2: No, I've seen him in real life. It's just always there. They hide it really well in movies. Hmm. Um, Well,
1: um, that kind of thing bothers me absolutely uh, zero. (laughs) Um, What's up with you? Do you have any stories that you wanted to share with us? Yes. Oh, I, I, us yeah. being all these great people that are gathered at mixler.com slash afterthought media because it's 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Yeah, we have a I really
2: think. nice full chat room, Mike Lawson. This is what I like to see a really nice, it, you know what this is? This is becoming gay church. Yeah. You know, for a lot of our listeners, it's their church. Yeah. Uh, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been eight days since Mike Lawson murdered a young Asian boy in San Francisco. Speaking of by the way, Sweet Michael right now who doesn't listen to the show at all is in San Francisco right now. Oh, with his with his boyfriend.
1: Um I'm headed into the city for early dinner, late lunch, so maybe I'll see him. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll say to, hi.
2: Yeah, say hi, Mike, hi Sweet Michael.
1: Anyway, um okay, so I have a
2: dilemma. Uh, I have shared this dilemma on uh Patreon already. Okay. okay, but I'm, I'm going to extend the, the to, to thing people have not heard either, okay?
1: Yeah. Right.
2: So, uh, Armando, uh, mentee of the show Armando, he, uh, early in the summer, he, you know, he would come once a week to my parents' house and work out of the house, okay, for the whole day. And so, fairly early on, I want to say late June, right, when he first started, he, um. He's here and I have have you ever heard of the of the bag company Timbuktu? They make like book bags yeah. and messenger bags. Yeah, okay, yeah. They're actually based out of San Francisco. Yeah, they are. And um I love their stuff. I love their bags, okay? And I have a book bag from them and I have a messenger bag from them. Okay. Right now I primarily use the book bag, okay? But I have a messenger bag that has some just junk in it or whatever, right? And so Armando was here and and uh uh, apropos of nothing, I assume, he just started talking about how the book bag he had at school last year fell apart. Okay? Or something happened to it or he lost it. I don't know what happened, got ruined. Couldn't use it anymore. And I said, Well, you know what? I actually have this messenger bag that uh I mean, if you if you want it, you can have it, you know. Like, I mean, I like it. I do like the messenger bag, but if you need, you know, I'd rather if I have two. And you need one, and it's for anybody that I know, I'll yeah. give you one, right? And he goes, Oh my God, thank you. And he was like, and he took it and he started like polishing it up, you know, because that's some, you know, just dirt, you know? Yeah. And he goes, I love it. He goes, and he was putting it on, and trying all the straps and everything like that. And uh, uh, he goes, and he says, you know, I go, how do you like it? He goes, you know, I have to get used to it. I'm not really a messenger bag type of guy. He's all and then as a joke. And I, I do honestly think he was probably half joking, at least he says, you know, uh, if you want, I'll trade you this messenger bag for your backpack. And I was like, ha ha ha. No, I love my backpack. Right. Yeah. I do, I do yeah. love my Timbuktu backpack. And um, whatever, we moved on with our day and he took it. And he was putting all his, you know, undergrad prep books in there and using that and stuff like that. Right. Well, then just by coincidence, by coincidence, within the next week, I think it was, because I remember it was the day he was here again. So it was a week later. Like around that time, I get a an email from Timbuktu. They're having a 24 hour, 50 percent off every bag on the site sale. Right. Okay, and I say to him, I say, listen, um, they're having the sale, and and I'll buy you one. You know, cause I know you want the backpack, and he goes, Oh my god! I go, so go ahead, you pick it, you choose it. I'll let you choose because it's fifty. percent across the site, you know. Yeah, and he happens to choose the exact one that I have, same everything. Uh, gets to do whatever he wants to it, and he chooses
1: it, right. and uh. He picks it and I buy Timbuk2's it. Timbuktu's website, I believe a lot of the bags too, you could pick like different, like trim color or something. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So um he buys it. And by the way, Timbuktu bags are not cheap. They're sure. what, they're not super they're not Louis Vuitton, yeah. but they're like on the pricier side. I,
1: I have a backpack that a Timbuktu backpack that I use when I don't use my gym bag.
2: I yeah, I, lo- I love Timbuk2. I love them. I Anyway, yeah. uh so I buy him the
1: bag and uh
2: and then you the expect bag... the
1: messenger bag back. Yes. And he hasn't offered it back.
2: No, he said he won't give it back. Well, no, well, okay. no, there, there's an uh, ending to this. There's an ending to the story.
1: Okay, finish it.
2: Yeah. he's. Ew, where do you have to go?
1: Oh, I was saying because I interrupted. I thought oh, I was oh, being oh! Quiet, oh, 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 oh whatever. Oh. Just fucking finish this long-ass story.
2: <laughs> so, then, so then he goes, I go, uh, so once we get the bag, I give him the brand new bag in the back, and I go... So when do I get that messenger bag back? And he goes, what do you mean? It's a gift. He goes, now I go, wait, so you're saying now you have two bags? He goes,
1: yes, I have two bags. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like, I feel, you know, I mean, he's not wrong, he's first not. of all. Uh huh. But I feel like somebody who is as generous as you have been mm-hmm. in the last week to him, he would say, like, okay, well, he wants that one back. And he went out of his way to make sure I got the one I wanted. So I guess I do owe him the one back. Yeah. See, it's a this, little weird.
2: So, so I have a very, like, it's a very kind of, I like it to say, like an uncle nephew kind of relationship with him. Okay? Yeah. So I'm brutally honest. I go, no, I want that bag back. And he's yeah. like, and he's like, why? You, you gave, so you're going to give me the gift and you take it back? I go, no. I go, it's like this. It's like if you told me you needed a car. Right. And yeah. I had a junky car and I said, Oh, well, you can have this car, right? And then uh I got a good deal on the car and I bought you a car. Are you saying now you have two cars? And he said, Yes. Okay. So then I went with uh to uh listener of the show John
1: Marty, who knows Armando. And I said, if, Pause for once again. I feel like the only thing that you did wrong is you should have said, like, hey, I can buy you a new bag, just give me the messenger yes. one back. Yes. And then You're all right. would be fine. You're right. You're right.
2: So I go to the reason this is controversial, I think I'm so in the right here. I, John Marti says, like, yeah, no, you're 100% in the right. He says, you're 100% in the right, okay? But then I go to this Sweet Michael who agree. like, I could say you know what? I think that this uh, Hitler had some good ideas. And Sweet Michael would be like, I can see what you're saying, right? I go, Sweet Michael, am I the asshole here? And he goes, yeah, you're the asshole. Yeah, he has two gifts.
1: I mean, you did give him two gifts. <laughs> he's not wrong yeah i think it's a dick move but mm-hmm. it is two gifts
2: well the ending is this you know so and this just kind of bleeds into the other story okay have you seen him since yeah 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 yeah. just bleeds into the other story with armando the other the other predicament so um <clears throat> so on the his last day of work which was last Thursday, I said, oh, can you bring all the books back, bring everything back, yada, yada, yada. He brought brought it to me in the messenger bag. Yeah. And, I, and then I already felt bad because Sweet Michael put the guilt trip on me. So I said, uh, hey, listen, do you need – I go, look, if you need this bag, if you make a case for me, like, you know, I could put the my textbooks or something in there. I go, I'll, I'll let you have the bag. He's like, no, 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 no. And he was like how his girlfriend told him he was being a dick and that yeah. <laughs> uh, he should just
1: give the bag back. And then he didn't really need the bag and he doesn't like messenger bags anyway. And I was yeah.
2: like, okay, great.
1: I think that's what adds extra dick move to it is that he was like, I don't even really like it. Yeah. And then you go out of your way to get the nicer one, and then he's like, but I'm going to keep the one that I don't like that you want back. Yeah. Like, this generous person is asking to be returned to them.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, cool. but, this, but but here's the deal is, I feel, you know, this is, this is a very controversial thing to say, but ha- after having dealt with, you know, because one of the, the, the focuses of my nonprofit is to work specifically with kids who need the help, obviously, but also who show promise. You know, I'm not going to work with just like any numbskull who's just going to waste squander and the opportunity. Right. So yeah. we go through this vetting process and here's the deal is when you, and I, cause this isn't, this is not just true with Armando. This was true with the yes kids. Another organization I work with who they do all the vetting and they find the best of the best is their whole lives, you know, from a very young age, they're told that they're special. And so, even though they don't have the privilege that f- usually comes with, like you know, being affluent or white or some or male or whatever, right? And I'm not saying that they they have so much privilege, but they're told so much that they're special and different, and uh, they're gonna do make changes in the world that they believe the hype. Uh, yeah. th- this constantly happened at yes too, where they just totally bought into the hype that they were special and perfect and beautiful and wonderful, and so. Um, so I think they sort of and they're used to people just giving them things, you know. Armando got a laptop for free. Some you know, some organization bought him a laptop, and people are you constantly giving him things. So I think in his head, he doesn't know, like, yeah, you gave me two bags. Right. I don't I don't think I, in a weird kind of way, I don't think he knows any better. The other thing was, so I've since found out this is true, but he I did get very cross with him, so to speak, last week, because he was – God, this is so complicated. Never mind. I'm not going to get into this in the show. Maybe I'll get into it after breakfast. You know what? It's actually a better after breakfast story for a number of reasons anyway. So there's more Armando
1: drama, but we'll talk about it after breakfast. Cool. Um, what do <clears> you <throat> got going on, Mike Lawson? Well, <clears throat> I had a news story that came across um, – Oh, wait. Are we doing news but, now? Uh, yeah.
2: From the mountains to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. I think my lisp is in... I'm going to play that again. I think I have a lisp in that. When I say this is the Catching Up News Report, listen, listen. From the mountains to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report.
1: Mm, You just said the word uh, this, which has an S at the end. So, like, everyone ends the word with a S, because that's what the word is. Mm. This. All right. Joey, uh, the landscape of food delivery has changed monumentally in the last 10 years via mobile apps. Mm-hmm. And while the industry – oh, I'm sorry. While the delivery industry may be providing a lot of gig economy jobs, it's also created its own problems for restaurants and complaints from customers. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have seen the story. It kind of has a San Francisco tie just because of the tech companies that exist up here. But basically a study was just – or a survey was released that found between one and three – And one in four delivery people said they were guilty of stealing food from customers' orders. I saw that story. Yes. Which 28% of all drivers and only Mm -hmm. 21% of customers say they've – wait. So 28% of drivers surveyed Mm -hmm. and 21% of customers say they've noticed or suspected the food was missing at the hands of the drivers. Yeah. Huh.
2: I I, I will say this. I've – now, I don't know if it's the re- – I've always said – here's my thing. I feel when you do t- – even if it's not even an Uber Eats type delivery service, I yeah. feel when you get takeout, you get less food than you do at the restaurant. Because they just put whatever they can fit in the container. Okay? Sure. Not necessarily – especially one of these places that gives you a ton of food. Like, for instance – Cheesecake Factory or Claim Jumper, you know they're not gonna. Give, it's not gonna. They don't have a giant container. They just go it fits yeah. in the container. That's what you got.
1: I argue though, a <clears> place <throat> like Cheesecake Factory though is like boil in a bag and portioned out way before oh, yeah, the food yeah, yeah, yeah. ever touches the restaurant. <laughs>
2: okay, so you're right there. But then yeah. next is I've noticed on Uber Eats that like if I get fries or something like that, I get a lot fewer fries, and I think maybe the drivers are eating the fries.
1: Wow, I mean, I don't do any food delivery service very much. Like when I was dating Steve, every once in a while we would like, you know, be watching a movie or something and do it, but it was real rare.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. It, you know this kind of it kind of grosses me out. I don't know why. Like my foods. If your food's sitting in their car, what's the difference if their hand is touching their fries? I guess.
2: You know what's so funny? A secret boyfriend of the show, Aiden he constantly uses postmates. That's a good question for me to ask him. Yeah. Constantly. I mean, I wonder if he's ever
1: noticed um the drivers also had complaints mostly about lack of tips and customers who don't answer their phones. But chief among customer cl- complaints besides missing food and basic stuff inherent with app delivery like cold food or limited menus are about drivers who won't come all the way to their doors. Yeah, so that,
2: that, I've never had a driver come to my door. They call me and say come out and get it. I don't yeah. know what is the protocol. Are they 20- supposed to are they supposed to come to the door?
1: I don't know. they said twenty nine percent of app <clears throat> customers say that the drivers would meet them somewhere halfway, and thirty four percent said that they've had drivers stay in their cars and pass food through their car windows, yeah, while twenty one percent of deliverers deliverers say that they're annoyed by having to go up elevators or too many stairs. Um, you know what's so funny is I remember having a conversation
2: with an Uber Eats driver once. I don't remember how I got in this conversation or who the person was, but he was saying he actually didn't mind Uber Eats. That the most annoying part of Uber Eats were people who ordered sodas because they the the restaurant doesn't give you the sodas ready done. They, they just give, give them you the a cups. Cup, yeah. yeah, and they have to fill all the sodas and do all that drama.
1: Yeah, and um, now I'm not a food runner. I'm your waiter. And I deserve a tip, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, so some tips I've heard, people will put things in the notes like cash tip on delivery, and they tend to get better service because, you know, you could adjust the tip still. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't know. I feel like tipping is necessary for this type of thing. Like, I feel like a driver in this situation is working mostly for tips. But do
2: you think that the guy or the girl or whoever is bringing the the food Do they should should they go to the door or should you go to the car and
1: get the food um see here's the thing i don't so i get like my weed gets delivered via app right mm-hmm. and i put on the note uh, note like hey text when you get here and i'll just meet you at the car it's easier for me i don't want you to walk up in my house i don't want you to ring my doorbell and like you know what i mean like it, it's easier so in my perfect world i feel like I would like to meet you at the – don't get out of your car. But also like where I live, like you're double parking or you're pulling up in a driveway. Don't park and like annoy my neighbors that I'm getting a delivery. Just sit there for a second. I'll run in and get it. If a neighbor does pull up and you're being annoying, I can wave and they'll wave back and we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like in in a weird way, I prefer the curb. Hmm.
2: I always I always go to the curb cuz I feel sorry for them. Like why should they have to go all the way to the door just so they can give me my, you know, uh
1: McDonald's. You know. Yeah. I don't and what's a, what it's kind of a weird question or not a uh, complaint. It's said drivers are really mad that people don't answer the phone, but like who answers the phone ever?
3: <laughs> like if I'm phone-
1: waiting for a delivery, I might be more Apt to answering the phone, but when you call from area code, you know 677 Oh yeah, yeah. I never I'm answer like, those. Who
2: are calls. you? I never answer those calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Text, just text.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like gig economy is ruining our our us, and this is just another example of that. I don't know. Everyone's pissed in the situation. The only people making out are Uber, who are making cash out of just having an app. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the restaurants are kind of making out, aren't they? Do they? I mean, do they say they are? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But um, but I mean, they don't have to pay for de- their own deliverers, so I guess they just are getting business for doing nothing but putting their food up on the app. Yeah. Hmm. So interesting. <laughs> anyway. Um, so they're going to eat your food if you order it from uh, an app. So get used to it. I have a quick question for you.
2: Did you? I, I know you have other news stories, but did you, did you watch these debates at all? Were that one of your news stories?
1: No, I'm no debate stories, but I did watch. Well, I kind of like half watched the first night, and then the second night, I just uh, realized that the NPR Politics podcast was going to play sound clips and recap it so precisely that I don't need to like.
2: It's so funny that you say that, because I think I'm going to do this for the next debate, is CNN, uh, after the debate, they um, will play the highlights and then pull the – Audio? No, no. Pull the – like so they'll, so they'll, they'll pull like a candidate, have an interview with the candidate, and then show the highlights from that candidate's performance to the candidate, right? Yeah.
1: I'm like, oh, well, you get it all there, you know? Yeah. And the the problem is, so this was a CNN debate. So they did that, but maybe the next one, they won't. I don't know. I hope they do. I don't know. who I mean, MSNBC was the first one and they had, they, their coverage was delivered to me via the podcast that I'm subscribed to. So I got to hear it all, but this CNN one wasn't delivered to me in any way. So I had to kind of like seek it out.
2: But uh, no, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. CNN was easy. I wish CNN would just do them all. Um, But my question to you is uh, it's a political do you want to get into political discussion
1: i mean uh, okay a little bit we could but (laughs) what you just said cnn should do them all like i almost feel and this is not an original thought i've heard it other people say it like don't you almost think that like we would benefit from just having like smart people moderate a debate and like have a good debate about kind of stuff and then if cable wants to air it they can. Yeah, 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 Um, like I've heard like maybe the DNC should put it on and then like provide a feed to whoever wants mm-hmm. to air it or whoever I wants feel to take clips from
2: the, it. You know that happens with the with the actual presidential debate, that's how it works. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. With the actual presidential debate, uh I think they they the the committee on presidential elections or, or debates or whatever, they choose someone and then everyone can carry it.
1: But the, and a journalist is still usually, yeah yeah, the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But they choose the journalist, they, they usually go with like a yeah. PBS person or something like that, sure, uh, or a very like neutral type of person. But you know, I want to bring up uh, because it's something that was very disturbing, I wasn't aware of, and I know it's going mm-hmm. to start spark something here in the, in the chat room. So, and this comes from that, that post CNN thing is so Tulsi Gabbard had a big moment on the debate. When she, quote, unquote, owned Kamala Harris, which is something that I brought up, that people should bring up Kamala Harris's very tough on crime record to her and have her explain that. Okay, so that part I'm fine with. And Kamala Harris should have to, uh, you know, give some sort of defense of that. You know, if she's going for Joe Biden for the busing stuff, then she should be able to defend her, you know, policies where she was very, very hard on crime. Okay, sure. But what I'm talking... So they interview Kamala. It's so cunty what, why gay guys love shit. But Anderson Cooper's interviewing Kamala Harris um, about... Okay? And, I mean, he's interviewing Kamala Harris about the, the moment. And it's obviously uncomfortable for her. And she gives a super bitchy, like... Oh, I love it. Answer where she's just like, oh well, you know, I was kind of expecting that since you know, let's be honest, I'm top tier, and she's what at like one percent maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I you don't know, know her. Yeah, I don't, I don't know her, right, <laughs> right. So, but she said, but I think it's odd that Tulsi Gabbard won't condemn Bashar al-Assad, who is the I don't know what he is the president of Syria. I don't know what the what they call yeah. the head of state there, and um. So then they have Tulsi Gabbard on, right? And I'm thinking, like, okay, thanks, Kamala Harris. You're being ridiculous. Mike Lawson, it was so uncomfortable. She will not denounce Bashar al-Assad. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so, so odd. Like, it's like an Anderson Cooper. God bless Anderson Cooper. As long as he could, um, he is trying to, to uh, pin her down right yeah. and, sh- and he's literally saying you realize will you say that he is a um let me see uh tulsi I'm trying to find it I'm looking it up too okay uh will you will you say that he is a uh here it is right here so I, I think well, tonight was there. especially important for uh, a number of candidates on the boys, stage boys, during boys, the debate one, one of them who did and, eventually uh, call tulsi, him a brutal uh, tulsi Gabbard well, it, yeah, that was days later after like yeah. <laughs> there was all this like backlash let me see where it is let me see if it's right here See, this is it. It's so
1: weird, Joey, because I feel like in a normal world, we this would be yeah. really top it, headlines, but it's not because there's so much crazy shit happening. Yeah, like hold on, here we go.
0: That if all of a sudden you are taking away their choice, okay, that's, the, that's, not, that's, that's not that's not the, a very American thing, in my opinion. Hold on, I think see. our our country, right, but American, uh, Stalin
2: killed. Murder okay, 20, okay, here we find has disappeared. Our country, understand that position? Do you?
0: sisters from being sent into harm's way to fight
2: counterproductive
0: my take is one of a soldier to hear about rather than actually addressing her record the issues
2: as a, uh, a dictator or murderer
0: i think it's unfortunate okay. and a disservice to voters in this country that she resorts to cheap smears rather than actually addressing her record the issue okay so
2: she doesn't an answer she's now going after kamala yeah you know. she's if i was I judge
1: approach- judy i would be saying hey that's the question to yeah. should kamala harris be attacking you on yeah. this topic but my question was yeah do you what simple- is your yeah. opinion yeah. of yeah so oh, he, oh,
0: he, he tries to pin her down yeah. and the fact that she said she is proud of this record if that's the case then voters deserve to hear about why she's so proud of the lives that she has negatively impacted the families that she's torn apart in California it, it, no, by the way, was,
2: it was, it was, Kamala Harris she's right, Kamala Harris should respond to that, but that's not the answer to the question if right. uh, if voters are wondering what is your take on
0: Bashar al-Assad, what do you say? my take is one of a soldier where I've seen the cost of war firsthand. In Not Iraq, answer. serving in a medical unit yeah. every single day confronted with that high human cost of war. So I will never apologize for doing all that I can what to, that to prevent do with the more answer? of my brothers and sisters yeah. from being sent into harm's way to fight counterproductive regime change wars that make our country less safe, okay. that take more lives and that cost taxpayers trillions more dollars. So do you, if that means meeting with a dictator or meeting with an adversary... Absolutely, you, I would do it. Do you this is about the him, national security of yeah, our country.
2: Understand that position. Do you consider him a, a torturer, a murderer?
0: And that's not what this is about. I don't. Isn't that weird, Mike Lawson? Yeah, it is. Um,
1: I, I don't know. I don't have very many opinions other than it's just weird. I, <clears throat> I have a coworker who's like way into her, and yeah. I think some of it. He's the, like the one straight guy I work with. Mm-hmm. I feel like he thinks he, she's hot. That's mm-hmm. my guess. Um. Yeah, he, hasn't, what, he but, hasn't said why he likes her.
2: But but then but you know, uh, crazy person boyfriend of Sweet Michael Noah, he's super into two piece into Bernie, and he's into her.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: but um, yeah, but I don't. I why won't she say it? You know,
1: but she has since come out and called him a an evil dictator or something, right? So she said something, yeah. She's, I think she's
2: acknowledged that he's killed people or something like that. But yeah, I, it's super, super bizarre. I don't get, and I was even trying to look up her heritage. Maybe it was, but she's not, she's not Syrian. I no. don't know. I don't know what the connect, but it's the same thing to me with like, I'm not saying that there's the same sort of illicit ties. I don't know what her deal is, but it reminds me of how Trump won't say anything bad about Putin. Right. Yeah. I hmm. don't know. It's super crazy. Um, okay. Did you have another news story, Mike Lawson?
1: Well, um... Yeah. Well, I was I pulled up oh, I pulled up the Gilroy um uh, garlic festival. Um there so A, there was a shooting since we've last talked at uh this Gilroy Garlic Festival. Well, you might remember I don't know, maybe not last summer, but the summer before mm-hmm. I told stories about Steve and I going to this yeah, same I knew, festival. I knew the name sounded familiar, so I couldn't yeah. remember place why. Okay, that makes sense. It's it's sort of like a Kind of like the strawberry festival that they do down in Garden Grove. Like uh-huh. everyone goes eventually, but it's not the kind of thing that you go to every year necessarily. Uh-huh. Um, so like you'll go and you'll have like, I don't know, ice cream with garlic on it. Or, you know, like you do all the stupid stuff once. And it's a it's a community event. People in Gilray live for this garlic festival. It like keeps the city alive, um, quite frankly, because uh-huh. uh, it basically pulls the whole kind of like – all the metro areas go, you know, pulled down to this uh, summer festival that they do uh, over a weekend every summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Oh, um, so since then, they found out the dude shot himself. Did you see that? Yeah, because the cops are claiming that they like that they yeah. They, yeah. Well, so they did shoot him. So he was shot by cops, but he then took a uh, bullet to his head that he fired himself. Yeah. So it seems like he kind of like. Got shot and then decided he was going to be responsible for taking himself out. Uh, so that happened. But then, even since then, a 33 year old dude was arrested on Thursday. Thursday, because he posted some threats to social media. He basically said, "Like, um, when I do it, it's gonna. I'm going to take like 500 people or oh, something gosh. like that." So he was arrested. Um, and then since then, then, we've had two other mass shootings. So um, I guess this is just. You know, summer in America now. This is just how we, we live it. We'll find out
2: what the detail is on th- because everyone should know listening later that this is the. We're, we're recording this the morning after the Dayton, Ohio shooting, and also yeah. the day after the El Paso shooting, and, and at the Walmart. And, uh, the Ohio
1: one, I know nothing really about. Other I don't know anything about it either.
2: Shooting. But we know that it was a white supremacist in El Paso. What was the Was the Gilroy? He was a, like a far right extremist too, right?
1: Yeah, he posted some stuff about something about like um, read this book, and it linked to some sort of like Nazi book that was uh, linked on some right wing crazy like Tunic, um Latunik lunatic fringe sort of stuff no latunic is right
2: so um yeah appellate appellate the (laughs) appellate courts um you know what's so funny is i why speaking of tulsi gabbard not coming out against uh bashar al-assad What I I would love to ask my question, my friends across the aisle, how are they not seeing the connection between the rhetoric of our president to these shootings?
1: Right. I don't have I mean, I don't know that I could add much to anything that you could say. I I don't know. Like I, I just get kind of angry and emotional, and then that's usually when I get mean and say things that I don't exactly mean, and I get clumsy with language. So, girlfriend, you were so old. <laughs> um,
2: oh, by also, the way, hey, I forgot to ask you what you thought of Tulsi Gabbard. I want to kill her.
1: No, Mike Lawson, do <laughs> not, do not. Joey, real quick, this is a – I I'm. I have one other news story that I'm going to do so fast. So over 100 people packed into the lobby of a San Francisco public high school this last week to okay. view a controversial mural that's been called racist or degrading for its depiction of Black and Native American people. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it just reminds me of something that you would see on, like, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this 83-year-old fresco. Um, it's basically had a little bit of pushback. They're going to paint over it. um, But then all of a sudden people are like, no, this is history. And uh, it's not offensive. It's actually a depiction of how awful George Washington actually was. Mm -hmm. And it's almost comical. I mean, it has, you know, a dead uh, Native American. So it's not, I guess that's not funny. But the way I just sent you a picture of it, There's a picture of, like, George Washington doing some work here. There's Mm -hmm. a picture of some, um, like, white pioneers. Yeah, I see that, yeah. And then there's just a dead Native American lying, like, stiff as a board, hands at his side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then in another part of the mural, um, I don't see a good picture of it, but I've seen a photo somewhere, maybe in a video or something, where there's, like – some white people working in the foreground and then in the background you see like slaves working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I mean, it, it's offensive? I don't know. I it is it offensive? I mean, so, to so literally, literally what, kind of like portray history? Is that so, offensive? Yeah, or is so, it that a mural celebrates that? So I guess my question is this. Where is it? Who is
2: this? Is anybody calling for anything? What are people saying about
1: it? Yeah, they're about to paint over it, but then there's a a group of citizens that are now trying to put a measure on the ballot that would preserve the mural and get it to become like some sort of landmark and require more hoop-jumping to paint over.
2: I guess what I would say is... That's a tricky one because I always feel it's dangerous to paint over art now, what, or to to eliminate art now. That might now, but you get to the question of well, what about people who are taking down statues and whatnot of Confederate soldiers and whatnot. In this case, it's not, is it entirely clear? I can't tell that the art is memorializing it or, or praising it
1: or, you know, I, it doesn't. It's kind s- of a pra- The painting is called The Life of Washington and okay. it goes across a couple of walls and it's supposed to depict the different sort of like monumental and great things that he has done for our country and with his life. So it is a bit of a memorial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: then I would say, ah, oh, gosh. I would be fine with whatever decision, and, and this is going to be wishy washy.
1: I'm fine with whatever decision. Whatever the people choose. Yeah. What's interesting with the picture I sent you, by the way, I love how I, this, I love this part of the painting. Mm-hmm. They have a, a vent in the wall <laughs> where the yeah. painting is, uh-huh. and they straight up made that into George Washington's desk. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, What's where are we in the show? What do we do? Do you got anything else? Do you have news stories? What do yeah, we do? Yeah, it is
2: a pretty brief story. So uh the people who live across the street from my parents' house, uh, they sold their house. They moved. Okay. And, oops. And um and so the other day, gosh, today is Sunday. This must have been Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Thursday, I go downstairs. My my dad's like, "Did you see who's moving in across the street?" Oh, and I go, "No, people are moving in already." He's like, "Yeah, because the people the people just moved out." Yeah, and there was never like a sold sign or anything. So as far as we knew, just for still for sale. He goes, "Oh yeah, the 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 people moving in. They could be renters too, right? Couldn't the original owner maybe be renting?" True. So I look outside, and I don't see any moving trucks, but I just see a bunch of like Mexicans. From like from Mexico, like I get they speak. You can just tell when they're Mexicans from Mexico, right? And they're just like there's like forty of them. What? Okay, this is really brazen, actually. Like two of them are sprawled out. Mike Lawson sprawled out on their neighbor na- on the neighbor's yard, like it's a park. Okay, and my mom's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, we have cholos living next to us." oh, my God, there goes a the neighborhood, you know, kind of thing. She didn't say there goes a the neighborhood, but she's like, oh, my God, Her oh, my God. actions are saying it, yeah. She goes, please, God, please let them be, like, I don't know, please, I don't, No, oh, no, 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 right? And <laughs> then I, she's inside, and she's really upset, and then I look, I go, oh, I think that they're just
1: cleaners. Yeah, or, like, the movers or something.
2: No, not the I, movers, I, they're clean, and, and I go, I think they're just cleaner, they clean up the house, because um, the, uh, Because there was was an old lady there. My mom made up a whole story. There's a grandma and all this drama, right? Yeah. And I go, no, the grandma just handed them a business card. I think she's the the real estate agent, right? And Mm -hmm. my mom's like, oh, okay. So then my parents had to go to some event yesterday. But when I went outside, I saw like a giant moving truck right after Mm -hmm. they left. So uh, I was like, oh, what is this drama? Right. And there are these white guys and black guys taking the stuff off the truck and stuff like that and moving and doing all this drama, right? And um I'm like, oh. And then I see like um like probably a woman in her fifties, like kind of directing things, right? Yeah. And her what I think, I hope he lives there, hot son, who's probably in his early twenties, early mid twenties, but they're Middle Eastern. Right, cool, and I'm like, oh, and so then I I wave to them and they wave back and they seem super 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 nice, and um, I'm like, oh, it's Middle Eastern people are moving in, okay, all right. So then my parents run an event, so my parents get home yesterday and I go, did you see the moving trucks when you left? And they're like, yeah. Oh, my mom's like, oh my god, it's even worse. It's white trash, <gasps> right? I go, it's white, not trash? white trash she goes, yes, it is, Joey. It's a bunch of rednecks just moving in across this thing. I go, no, it's not. It's a Middle Eastern family. She goes, how do you know? And I go, because I said, I told her the story. She goes, oh, my God. Thank God. Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> and I go, I, I, go. she goes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. It's I was so like, weird. wait, what would you rather have? Cholos or, or, or white trash? I don't know, Joey. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. I don't know, that's a tough one. So just thank
1: God it's Middle Eastern people. Oh, I hope you. I never get old.
2: <laughs> Look, I'll be honest with you, I kind of see. Like at least with the Mexican like, oh, it's gonna be fucking loud ass parties with bounce huh? houses every goddamn weekend. Yes. Whenever I used to go visit my cousin Richard in East LA, R. I P like <laughs> Um <laughs> It was like and he I will say Richard was really, really good at like Nailing, how, like just articulating things, you know? And I remember he would be so upset. It would bother him so much because it, like, literally every, like, the first of every month or something, or payday, whatever, it yeah. was like a fucking carnival in his goddamn neighborhood. Like, just bouncy houses everywhere and, like, loud music, and he couldn't sleep. And he told me he was like, the problem, the difference between. And he was specifically talking about, like, Latinos from, you know, he was like, is that between white people and Latinos, is that white people think about wealth and Latinos just think about the present. So when white people make money, they're trying to build wealth. They're trying to think of money for the generations to come, you know? Like, they're trying to build money so that they can live in the future and also for their kids to live in the future. He's like, where Latinos get a paycheck and the the second they get the paycheck, they blow it on carne asada and a bouncy house and a... Party and that they blow all their money and they're living. Pay- that's why they live paycheck to paycheck. And I mm. actually do think I don't think it's necessarily specific to Latinos. I do think, and we could probably do a whole conversation about why they do. It could be because they have so little joy in their lives, and like, yeah, <laughs> like this is the. Well, one I think
1: way. that there's even so. Uh, not to get too much into it, but my friend Celeste's um has done research. You know this, like oh. um, uh, marshmallow study. You know no. this. Uh, there's this like famous study with like kids who like take marsh or you is give- a kid is given a marshmallow and they're told like, Hey, hold on to this marshmallow. I'll be back in five minutes. Mm-hmm. If you don't eat it, I'll give you two marshmallows and you mm-hmm. can have them or you can just eat this one and that'll be your one. Mm-hmm. So the, the pr- researcher leaves. And then there was like all this hubba about how uh, some kids are born with willpower and some are not. It's mm-hmm. just an innate thing that some kids have and some don't. And then Celeste did a bunch of research. She got some good kind of press on it too. I don't know. I'm really bad at kind of understanding stuff like this. But Mm -hmm. basically she learned like there's so many more factors than just that. And some of it is like if you're the youngest child, you tend to be like, fuck that. I'm eating this now because my shit gets stolen. Or if you're raised hungry, you're like, you know what? I'm eating this now because I've had promises before. Or, you know, there's a lot that goes into kind of things more than just willpower. And I think that's part of it too. Is like, you know what? We got money now, so let's spend it now. Let's have we've you know gone a month without having a great day. Let's have a great day now when we can. Yeah, I
2: don't know, but uh, anyway, I don't have to deal with that now. And um,
1: (laughs) might be worse. What if they? um, I don't know. What if they throw a lot of weird parties or something? And the thing with white
2: trash and Mexicans too, they're gonna fucking park cars in their lawn and shit like that. It's a whole thing. So now it's it's wonderful. It's gonna be beautiful. Middle Eastern people that are going to be with their hot son. I hope he lives there. And uh, fantastic. I'm happy. Perfect. Beautiful. Wonderful. So anyway, that was that story. Cool. (laughs) Nothing going Uh, on with you. Nothing happened to you at all. I also had a very slow weekend. I I called Mike Lawson
1: yesterday and told him I had a very slow week. I, I did stuff I had a so on Wednesday I went to like one of my f- almost final dental appointments and I paid off everything so like literally my savings account went almost like the lowest it's been in the last two years because I've been saving for the shit so like I like I hit major milestones I did stuff I you know got stuff done but it was like not great bo- uh, podcast content yeah. I sat and watched this uh Finding Prince Charming, so I could listen to my friend Joey's podcast on it.
2: Mm -hmm. And that that Um, was a big waste
1: of time. I watched a really great documentary called... um... Shit. (laughs) It's called Shit? Yeah, look it up. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, I don't remember. I'll tell you later. Um, Yeah, I'm just boring, Joey. What do you have going on next week? Well, today I'm supposed
2: to go see a movie with Jean-Paul uh we'll see if that works out and then um i literally have nothing going on i work and do i do i
1: work but just called podcasting and teaching kids cool i am i'm going to the city too i have dinner plans with some with an old co-worker and i'm gonna hit up the gym and that's all all right well nice catching up with you joe go to hell mike